Hello, everybody, and welcome to a sad and sorrowsome post-game, game one, one Arrowhead Drive podcast. My name is Trevor Cogdill. As usual, with me are Dylan Cogdill, Trevor Mayhew, all three of us, kneecaps bitten off. I mean, guys, off the cuff, what we got? Great kneecap line there, Trev. Really, uh, really got our kneecaps destroyed. It was uh, David Montgomery for five, for three, for three, game over. But let's get it talked about, Dylan. Yeah, I, I, I got to say I like the, you know, enthusiastic hello a lot more than that one. But, yeah, that was, that was a tough game to watch. Um, let's get into it. Yeah, that's about all you're going to get out of me after uh, that demoralizing start to the season. I don't see how you can get much lower than that. We had some fun parts of the game, and we had some very, very piss-poor parts of that game, in my opinion. Uh, Let's just start off the top. Started kind of slow, go down 7-0 early, kind of get some traction in the game, and then just, you know, hit the brakes again with the the terrible Kadarius Tony drop that leads to a Brian Branch interception for six and then it just it goes you know after the after it was tied we just never really got traction never were able to do anything after that so let's start with the offense what did you guys see on offense um and then we'll just kind of go from there yeah you know we've been We've been getting these lies off this offseason about this, you know, wide receiver core. I'm going to be honest. Obviously, we're probably overacting a little bit with your, you know, biggest target not being out there. But, man, nobody could separate. And then when they did separate, nobody could catch a damn ball. So, man, Tony, that's going to be a hard game to come back from. Just we've all seen Chiefs Kingdom get down on a player. What was it? A couple of years ago, we were booing Miko Hardman on punt return. Every time you send him out there, I think it's going to be a similar reaction to this this dude out here. So, man, that was a rough one to watch. I think Pat looked okay. Offensive line looked great. I will say that. I think a lot of Pat's struggles came from the fact nobody could get open. What do we got here? I think we got him at 21 for 39, 226, two TDs and an interception. Obviously, like you said, that interception was more on Tony than it was Mahomes. but. Man, that was just a rough game to watch, especially from what? Correct me if I'm wrong. I think worst defense as far as points per or points allowed per game last year in the Lions. So, yeah, I don't I don't know where that that defense came from all of a sudden. I know it wasn't adding Jack Campbell and C.J. Gardner Johnson all of a sudden to flip that. So, T, what do you got? I think you're right. I think that it's more of an indictment on how we played relative to what we thought we were capable of with that wide receiver core as anything had to do with that defense on the other side. I mean, we couldn't get open. Like we said, there in the second quarter, we put two nice drives together. Pat was making plays, a couple downfield plays. MVS had a few huge catches. Third and 10, nice conversion there. Man, we couldn't get anything going in the second half. It seemed like every time we'd start to click, boom, stupid play call, right? We've talked about it all off season long, third and short, third and short. I know Trev's got some stuff to say about this, but I mean, Blake Bell under Cinder, it just can't happen anymore. I'm with Trev. 
I'm, I'm about to lose my shit too. It's like, <laughs> it's funny in the preseason, but then when we run it week one and it fails miserably like it did, not, not even to get stuffed at the line of scrimmage, we lost three yards on the play, just completely took any chance of us going for it on fourth out of the equation. I mean, it's a magnifying glass game. National television. Everybody's watching. First game of the year. I just think that, man, everyone wanted us to lose, and we came out there and choked it away for everybody. Yeah, for sure. I, I know I got a lot of texts when it happened that uh, we're just going to get get on this subject real quick so we can quit talking about it. But I got a lot of text messages when Blake Bell scored. Okay, that's great. It was a bright spot. Go up, go up seven. I'm wrong. And then I just get those flowers right back because I don't know if you guys heard it, but I heard it live on television when Blake Bell does that stupid ass motion, comes back to center. One of the linebackers calls it out. I don't know if it was Jack Campbell or who it was, but you can go back and, and listen to it. They go, here it is, here it is, here it is, calls it out live on television, plain as day. And sure as shit. It ain't Blake Bell who can gain the fucking yard, and it sure as hell ain't Kadarius Tony. Actually, he lost lost three yards at least on that play. So it was I think Rossi it was Rasheed Rice. Rice. Yeah, it was Rice. Who, whoever That's... the hell it was lost three fucking yards again. Yeah, whoever it was, it wasn't it wasn't Patrick Mahomes with the ball in his hand. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so yet another game in which we choose to take the ball out of 15's hand or just put it in Pacheco or Clyde or I don't give a shit who's belly at that point. And gain a freaking yard, man. Like the gimmicky shit. It, when when you got linebackers calling shit out live on television, saying, "Oh, this is the stupid ass play they try to run to gain a yard, and it won't work," and it goes for a three yard loss. I mean, come on, man, Andy. At some point, you you got to stop. We we have to stop doing this shit. Hand the ball off. I'll take a, a two yard loss on a handoff to Pacheco any day of the week over that gimmicky shit. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> no, I do think Andy got in his way a little bit tonight. I, Man, there was just a lot of gimmicky stuff that I don't think needed to be there. I think that was a very beatable defense by all means, that we made it look pretty tough, regardless of who we had out here or you know, missing TK, obviously a big deal. But, man, there was a lot of plays that was there and a lot of miscues too. I mean, simple – Yes, Tony dropped it, but that crossing pattern where you throw it directly at two wide receivers, I don't care which wide receiver it is. It's going to be tough to say whose ball that is. I don't know. Little timing issues were off. I know that's going to be just dudes that, you know, this is a this is a pretty new offense as far as faces out there with Richie James and stuff like that. So it was a tough one to watch. I, Trev, what's that? I, I was just going to – no, you're good. I, I thought you were almost done. I, I was just going to say – I know I get pissed off at the Blake Bell stuff, but I, I do think that, like you were saying, I, I think the young wide receivers in this group just has to learn to grow uh, and learn and, and not look at each other like, hey, are you going to be the guy or am I going to be the guy or who's going to be the guy? Because somebody has to step up. And I think 15, and he won't do it because he's a hell of a leader, but he has every right to walk in that locker room tonight and point at the wide receivers and go, who the hell decided to come and play ball tonight? Because Justin Watson's the apparently that's why we kept him because he's the only guy on the offense who was able to get separation and get downfield. I mean, outside of Noah Gray on a few plays, I, I don't. I mean, it, did you guys see? I mean, sure, KT got separation, but when you can't catch the damn ball, it really doesn't matter. So, I mean, it, 
That's I mean, what I think MBS about had wide a good, receiver. What's that? A good couple. MVS had a good couple catches, but it was ghosts in the second half. Nothing. Yeah, that's true. And he, that's, and he played the most snaps. That's that's a great point. You know, whenever this is this is the uh, this is courtesy of Matt Derrick, the catch percentage uh, plus or minus expected for each Chiefs wide receiver. Uh, MVS plus 34.9%, Ross plus 25.8%, Watson minus 1.7%, James minus 10.3%, Rice minus 10.6%, Tony minus 58.9%, and Moore <laughs> minus 61.3%. When your wide receiver who plays damn near 100% of the snaps has an expected catch percentage of minus 61.3%, it's a bad night. Um, yeah. and I don't know. I mean, Pat can't throw the, you remember those old NFL commercials? I don't remember the quarterback, but he, or wide receiver, they throw it downfield and sprint down there and catch it like way back when, when the, yeah. the Redskins, uh, who was the Redskins that punches through the wall and catches the, like when they did those. Chris, yeah. Chris was, Cooley. Chris Cooley. Yeah. Back then, <laughs> like Pat can't do that. I mean, hell he can't even, we can't even put him under center and run it for a yard. So. You know, I kind of got off the rails there, but that that's my take on the wide receiver. I think, and you guys can, I think you guys agree on the O-line. I think the O-line looked really good. I think uh, at one point in the game, he had like three plus seconds to throw the ball. And when your quarterback has that long to throw the ball, somebody sure as hell better be open outside of a running back for a, for a check down. So I'll let you guys take it from there. I've talked for a while now. Uh, I just want to go back to the, the gimmicky stuff real quick. So I know the Blake Bell thing gets a lot at lost yardage, but I just want to go back to the first drive of the fourth quarter. We were driving first down, Clyde, seven yards, second down, Clyde, four yards. We get down to the 20, Mahomes scrambles for nine yards. We got second and one. We run another freaking jet sweep. Kadarius Tony, negative one yard, puts us at third and two. And then we have an incomplete pass kick the field goal, go up at that point by Six points. We had second and one from the 20 with Patrick Mahomes after Clyde just averaged five and a half yards per carry and complete drive killer. We can be done harping on it now, but just punt the fucking jet sweep to the moon. We don't need it. Can't say we don't need better. it. Yeah, I'm to the point where I'm more comfortable at third and 10 or longer than a third and one. That's I mean, so bad. Jet, jet sweep on third and one had a <laughs> less yard expectancy than that third and 25 at the end of the game when Sky Moore didn't catch that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to be honest. They, I felt more comfortable. I really did. I looked at Kels on the couch. I said, well, fuck, we're screwed. Third and one. Yeah. yeah here, in comes, here comes Blake Bell. Oh, fuck. Imagine how much uh, more efficient Andy Reid offenses would be if we just took out the third and one gimmicky shit with whoever he chooses it to be and or the jet sweep i mean how much does his third down conversion third and one conversions go up just taking those plays out of out of what he does i mean it has to be a couple percentage points minimum um so dill what were you saying i was just gonna get into the offensive line real quick since you brought it up earlier are you guys ready to see Jawan taylor how he was false starting on every play i mean because apparently nobody's watched Lane Johnson for years. Bingo. Is is the same same move. He's an athletic right tackle. He jumps that snap every time. Get over it. If they make it a uh, yeah. thing, it's cool. Call it every time. 
But until you adjust it across the league, get over it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I got to say, though, if if that dude gets back, I think at one point I read, I didn't see what he finished up with, but he had 37 dropbacks or 37 pass block attempts, and he had given up two pressures total. Yeah, I think it was two pressures. That's pretty lethal. I mean, compared to what? I mean, shit, Wiley would have gave up three sacks against Aiden Hudson tonight at least. So, Oh, at least. I do, I do wow. want to pull, pull out one thing, though. Trey Smith had a rough game tonight. He was the one that got blown up on that third down. Uh, yeah, it was a shitty play call, but he still got blew up on it. Aiden Hutchinson took him to school a little bit, so that kind of sucked to see because I'm a big Trey Smith fan, but everyone else had a pretty solid game up front. That is the one glaring, I think, positive compared to last year for this team, especially with not a ton of continuity. You got two new tackles. They look pretty damn good. And that could have been in the deal with Trey Smith as well. Maybe, you know, him and Jawan Taylor aren't quite on the same page yet. So, you know, passing off. The one, the one thing I don't like about that Jawan Taylor thing is they literally let it happen all game. And then in a couple big spots. They magic they, call one. Yeah. Or not a couple big spots, but the one big spot, third and 20, fourth and 20, whatever it was, they called it. It's like either call it all game or don't call it at all. Right. Yeah. And I guarantee Terry McCauley doesn't get brought in when the Eagles play in prime time to say that, Oh, that's an absolute all start every time on the, come on, dude. No, like they only do that shit when the chiefs play on national television, they will not do that shit whenever Lane Johnson is on national television for everyone to see that. And I don't know that, that, that didn't sit well with me. The one thing that kind of sucks, though, is Jawan Taylor. I mean, if my ass can see, if he starts bouncing that leg back, it's a pass play. If he has a square, stagnant stance, it's a run play. If my ass can see that, a defensive coordinator is going to see that 10 out of 10. You know, like, so he's got to figure out a way around that. I feel like that's kind of a blatant. And they actually pointed it out there at the end. Collinsworth started to say, well, it's going to be a run play here because the stance is pretty significantly different. Now, it was working. But still, I mean, we got to figure out a way around that as well. I feel like that might come up to bite us in the ass a little bit. But we'll you see. mean to tell me it took Collinsworth a, almost an entire game to figure something out and then prove himself right on national television? That's wild. I mean, that talking yeah, head also you, said that we had our we got back to our strong suit, which is the run game. So he was out yeah, there wild in the night. How many Sunday night football games do we got? Because I'd rather watch the Spanish broadcast. Yeah, I'd rather watch anyone other than Collinsworth slide in. Anyone other than Collinsworth. Let's give his son a shot. He seems to be all right. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's I move feel, on to I the feel defense. Like, I feel like, yeah, yeah, I feel like we've harped harped enough. We've been doom and gloom. It's game one. It sucks to talk about yeah. a loss right after the loss. But let's go. Hold on. A little, can, a little bit of enthusiasm. Can I have? Can I just end it on this? You, you guys sure. want to hear Kadarius Tony's? Can you want to hear KT's final line? I guess you'll say one receiving yard, negative one rushing yard, four drops. One of the drops was a pick six that ultimately cost his team the game. It's going to be a while before a wide receiver has a worse game all year than that. Tough one. That is a tough. I one. honestly hope he recovers because. Like you said earlier, he's the only guy on the team that got separation. So yeah, a lot of a, a lot of that separation stuff could be fixed when eighty seven comes back. I mean, let's be honest; it'll free our guys up. We'll get probably a lot more one on ones. I don't know 
if they can create separation even at that point. But Travis is going to get a lot of attention no matter who we who we play. But also at the same time, that's that's Pat's safety blanket. Sounds like to me that he's he's going to be back next week. We definitely need him out there. That was that was not uh, not pretty. Yeah, got a lot of sheep's out there and no wolves. <laughs> that wide receiver room. Yeah, yep. that uh, trade for Mike Evans is looking better by the day. Bingo, bingo, bingo. Um, all right. all right, let's like you said, let's get off the. I mean, I, I don't want to call the entire offense negative, but it, it was a it was probably the worst offensive product we put out there at minimum since the Colts game last year. And it was borderline worse than that, but let's get to the defense where I felt like we had a lot of bright spots, honestly. I mean, that defense, that was a top five offense last year in the league and the defense allowed 14 points ultimately. So where, you know, where was the bright spots you guys saw tonight? I think I kind of saw in every position group at times. So I'll let you guys talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I think Trez Boy McDuffie, he really shined tonight. Uh, a lot of open field tackles, caused a big fumble, especially while the Lions were driving, because that game you know, could have got out of hand. They had all the momentum, took it right back. So, Lejerry Sneed, that knee looks pretty good. That dude pivoted really, real quick on the edge rush to come, you know, get gives from behind there at the end when we were trying to have a crucial stop. So, I mean, if you can pivot like that on that knee, I'd say he's in pretty good shape. Trevor Cogdell's boy, you know, Mike Dana, I felt like he was a bright spot tonight. He actually impressed me quite a bit. So, I mean, like you said, it's hard to hard to find a really big negative on the defense tonight. Just, just man, that, that offense was disappointing. Yeah, you said it. I mean, defense gave us everything we could want. I mean, Spags had a great scheme. They were reading their motion really well. DNs were jumping, getting their hands up on every little quick play. You could tell they scouted really well. Tranquil didn't play a lot, which was a little disappointing. Yeah, for sure. That was kind of weird. Uh, we talked about him a lot. We had Mike Edwards out there on their on their two scoring drives, or, or their one scoring drive in the first half. Justin Reed got picked on. I mean, he made a few big plays in the second half, finally, but he got beat one on one. Yeah. Yeah. That's Never. not a good matchup. Um, no. That's just pointing out a few of the negatives, but overall, I mean, if I told you guys the rest of the year we give up 21 points, I think we're going to take it. Game one, microscope, we got to trust the offensive side of the ball to give us more than that. Uh, sure. I think Travis getting back, and that that was a defense without Chris Jones. Like And like you said, top five offense in the league last year, I mean, held him to two touchdowns. We, we gave up a touchdown drive, but we really recovered nicely from it. I do think we got gassed there at the end. I agree. Long drives, long drives killed us. Really could have used. I mentioned it earlier, but more tranquil out there. Nick Bolton played a great game, and damn it, I'm glad that Trent McDuffie had a good game because everybody else I've been hyping up this off season <laughs> sucked ass. I think I took Kadarius Tony for the over on everything and worst that wide receiver did. game. Yeah, yeah, ever. You did. So it's. And, uh, it- yeah, uh, go ahead, bro. I mean, I, I just I think that the defense last year allowed 21.7 points a game. They allowed 21 a night. And I'd say allowed in quotes because they didn't allow one of the touchdowns. So re- in reality, they allowed 14. So actually allowed less than average on uh, from last year. So I think that's a good start. I think, like you guys said, Justin Reed is going to have to at some point become more than just a like, oh, I'll step up and hit you type of guy, you know, I mean, 
these zone beaters like Amon Ross St. Brown tonight, they cooked him all night long. There were some plays where Laporta even got one over on him, and that's a rookie tight end. You know, I, I think that the linebackers look good. I, I agree. I'd like to see Tranquil out there. I think the drive, like the second or third drive, they went three and out. Tranquil and Gay were out there together, and they looked great. And then we really didn't see that combo the rest of the – I don't want to say the rest of the game. I can't say that for sure, but we didn't see it a lot, at least. Um, the D-line, I agree, did get gassed at the end of the game. I think I texted you guys right at the end, like, the O-line for the Lions was starting to win, and we thought that might be something that would happen. Um, it just sucked it happened with the game on the line late. You know, but yeah. when, when they're coming at your kneecaps like that with their teeth, just eating at them, <laughs> what, the I mean, what do you do? <laughs> you know, I mean, overall, I think the moral of the story for all three of us, the defense didn't have to win. There's no question about that. Absolutely. I thought FAU shined a lot tonight. I thought he had a great bull rush a couple times a night. Almost had two safeties. Yeah, you can go through this whole line. Legarius shined. He did well. Dana played well. George had a couple big swats for us. Because um, I do think that, I know it was at the end of the half, but that Amon Ra screen they had set up was going to go for a little bit of yards. So, Which, you know, for my over six and a half catches for Amon Ra, I really could have used that tonight. But, you know. It is what it is. Yeah, I apologize for that, guys. He's which he he had nine targets. I I said he had upside for fifteen. I think the other night they, so. they don't build palaces in the desert for no reason. A lot of truth. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. You guys got anything else? No, I don't think so. I think overall, I from a coaching perspective, I don't really understand what we did at the end of the game, fourth quarter. Like I told you guys, I don't really see the point in kicking a field goal and making it six points instead of seven and, or, you know, or trying to just go for it. You know, six is no different than three that late in the game. Um, when you know that team's going to go for, it. I mean, we're going to see that a lot this year. Teams are going to go for it on fourth down a lot. They know they can't put the ball back in 15th hands. So I, I kind of second guess Andy there. I didn't like kicking the field goal there. And then on, you know, fourth and 25 on our own 30 yard line late in the game with three timeouts. I don't really understand that either. Obviously, it wouldn't have made a difference because given the same plays, they they win either way. But that that's just my take on the the whole coaching thing. I think everyone was was hopefully just a little rusty, and uh, you know we'll bounce back next week at Jacksonville. Yeah, I'm not going to take too much away from this game, especially on offense. Just TK's absence was felt. I think if you have a remaining fantasy football draft. There is not too much to question whether who's the most important player in football, like on this team other than Pat. So draft him high. Teague, I think. Yeah, just closing thoughts for me. It's hard to get on here and talk after a loss. I know I already said that, but I mean, we sound all negative. But at the end of the day, we started 2-1 and one last year with a terrible loss at the Colts. We rebound next week in Jacksonville. Probably look a lot better. Then we get Chicago at home, I believe. Yeah. Um, we're right back in that same situation. So seems like the sky is falling a little bit. It's going to be falling for a week. We're going to see a lot of bad takes on Twitter. A lot of bad takes. Stay oh, on my, Twitter. Yes. We got 10 long days until we can get back out there. And it's, it's not like baseball. We don't got a game the next day. So we're going to analyze this and, and break it down so many different times. It's just what we do as fans. Keep your head up. We're Super Bowl champs until somebody wins it this year. That's not us. So <laughs> well put. That's the way well I look put. at it. <laughs> 
That's right. All right, guys, let's go ahead and get out of here. Let's go to sleep. Try and forget about the L we took this week and we'll move on to next week. We are going to try and get out a DFS podcast for you guys before Sunday. If not, we're going to try and put some plays out on the Facebook page. So either be looking for stuff on the Facebook page or another podcast. Go ahead and rate and review us wherever you guys get your podcasts. And hopefully next time we talk to you guys, we'll be a little more upbeat and the Blake Bell gimmicky shit still sucks. And we'll see you guys next time. Later.